hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Our membership is diverse and inclusive. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Our chapters include Arizona, Alaska, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois, Montana, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey guys, this is Suzanne Gallagher, and I decided to do a series, to do a series titled, Friendly Activist Advice. And the reason I decided this was important has been percolating for several years, as long as I've been in this certain project. But I learned a lot of things in the past that taught me some lessons. And I want to pass those things on to you. Because I believe I'm talking with an audience of individuals younger people than I, who may not be uh, very experienced in the realm of political activism. And first of all, uh, most of the parents that I met early on, which was about, I don't know, three and a half to four years ago, were not aware of the civics related to the structure of the public school system. Many of them didn't even realize there was a school board. Some of them were perturbed that this seemed to be political. Actually, it's very political because the public school system is a government bureaucracy. It's a government school. It is not a private school where um, those people who are running the school um, have to answer to their customers, to their clients, the parents of the students. No, it's not that way. These are government schools and they are a government bureaucracy. So now we are dealing with the reality of the current situation of public schools not wanting to get along with parents and not in many cases even needing to. So as a result, parents have become extremely uh, upset about the things that they are doing, not the parents, but the things that the schools are doing. And they're becoming what we called activated. They're becoming more interested in how they can impact the school system. And that means that a lot of, of parents getting together in a school district for the very first time, for the very first time they have ever needed to or wanted to engage in the political process. So today I want to address something that uh, has come to my attention and I thought, oh my goodness, I don't think these individuals who are running these small groups, we call them splinter groups, they're groups that have just 
kind of they popped up out of nowhere and and so they just choose a name and call themselves an organization and they may be they may be a Facebook group they may have started the um, uh, corporation application process but they haven't been around very long and so they don't know who the other players are um, the other organizations. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they do. They don't really understand what has gone on before they woke up and decided to jump in and um, try to make a difference. So we applaud them all for what they're doing. But I think it's important that each one of us take note to what it really means to work together. Oftentimes we hear this comment, well, aren't we all working together? It's a common phrase that we often hear amongst groups, large and small. Groups, large and small. Why wouldn't we want to work together? We don't dare say no. The challenge to this question is multifaceted. What does working together mean? And does it mean we all agree with everything other groups do just to get along? Does it mean we don't take exception to some opinions about policy that we disagree with so as not to appear confrontational or divisive? Does it mean we do or don't like some groups or individuals in them if we choose not to agree with everything that they say or do. And if we disagree on some things, is it always divisive? Should it be divisive if our main goal is the same? And by the way, who has the last say about your organization. In a climate where so many folks are joining the movement, it is incumbent upon all of us to understand and practice simple guidelines when interacting with like-minded groups, just as you would when joining in a business association. It is vital for all involved to practice the golden rule, showing respect and common courtesy. There are some very fundamental things to keep in mind. What is the track record of the organization you are interested in working with? What do you know about them? How long have they been in operation? What have they accomplished to date? And what is their mission, vision, and stands on issues. When an organization develops their mission and vision, they develop clear guidelines pertaining to law and policy, usually clearly defined in written form on their website, in articles, brochures, policy briefs, speeches, and all of which when represented by the bona fide LLC, are considered copyrighted, branded, collateral. Even if the copyright symbol is not visible because it is original, 
even a plagiarized version is illegal. Plagiarism is theft of another person's writings or ideas. Generally, it occurs when someone steals expressions from another author's composition and makes them appear to be, to be his own work. Plagiarism is not a legal term. However, it is often used in lawsuits. I am sharing common information pertaining to plagiarism so that we all understand what it is. Courts recognize acts of plagiarism as violations of copyright law, specifically the theft of another person's or organization's intellectual property. Because copyright law allows a variety of creative works to be registered as the property of their owners, lawsuits alleging plagiarism can be based on the appropriation of any form of writing, music, and visual images such as logos or other graphics, oh, perhaps in our case, like graphics that we use on a t-shirt, for example. So when a smaller group wants to take a similar stand on issues, they may not understand the proper approach when accessing information. Now, in our case, that would pertain to groups who are not directly aligned or officially associated as an affiliate chapter of Parents' Rights in Education. So if you're using anything, it is wise and respectful to notify the parent organization of your intent. Ask them. Ask them if you may use um, some of the materials that they have spent time, money, and effort to create. For example, let's say a small activist group, unaffiliated as a pre-chapter, decided to use the pre-proclamation and present it to their school board. The board, in cooperation with the group, changes the verbiage in such a way the spirit and meaning of the proclamation is not in keeping with the original. The word equity is substituted for our word equality, and the title is changed from parents' rights in education to parents in education. And, well, let's suppose it comes to Pre's attention when the group makes an announcement on a Facebook group that their school board passed a parents' rights proclamation. How would you feel if it were your organization, and what would you do? First, you would want your followers to know of the document which had been used and why it was not the same as yours. In this case, who is working with whom? The unaffiliated group should contact the parent organization before releasing the announcement, probably at some point along the way in negotiations with the school board. Is the school board attempting to water down the original intent of the policy to the extent it is ineffective? And if so, why comply if you just want to get along? Getting along with a progressive school board 
is pointless. In most cases, they have no intent of working with you. Working to get along is not moving forward. And if the outside group understood the intent of the pre-proclamation, they would understand a no vote on the policy is an indication of intent not to honor parental rights. Time to challenge board members in the next election. Some individuals new to politics have difficulty discerning viewpoint differences from personal likes or dislikes. This is not mean or rude. It is how our government works. I want to say something here about Facebook and social media in general. Facebook groups, public or private, are often formed and sponsored by a business or organization. The purpose is to connect with people who share your interests, to share knowledge, or get support. When you come upon a public group which is sponsored by an identifiable organization, it is assumed those who join are in support of that organization and not representing another group looking to recruit members. Posting an invitation to an event or sharing important information is appropriate. However, promotion of an unaffiliated group is like walking into a retail store and handing out coupons for a competitor. It is rude and petty. If the group is private, it is especially important to honor the affiliation the group represents. An easy test is to ask yourself, how would I feel if someone did that to me? We encourage other groups and individuals to access and reference our information However, in the spirit of respect and cooperation, we ask unaffiliated groups to ask permission and give credit where credit is due. And I have to say, we have worked with many groups all across the country, and they do ordinarily contact us and they ask us, can we use this verbiage? You have put it so well. We have not been able to find any other document that describes what we've been looking for, that describes it as well as you did. May we use it? We always respond, well, what? how are you going to use it? We're interested. But if you do, we encourage you to do it and give us credit. Just put, in, put it in quotes. Say, parents' rights in education says or according to parents' rights in education, quote, and quote us. And by the way, that gives you a lot more credibility and clout because perhaps we may, we may be augmenting what you're doing and happy to do it. And I do believe that that's the golden rule that we, we want to do that when it comes to things that you produce as well. Let me tell you a little bit about our affiliate chapters and how our agreement um, allows them to use the information on our website. Because they are affiliated chapters, they can state that as an affiliate of Parents' Rights in Education, we believe such and such, uh, for example, the statements that we have on the, the, our homepage on our website.
Pre's affiliated chapters sign an agreement giving them rights to use the pre collateral as they are also using our branding and materials. If and when they no longer agree with Pre's stands on issues, the local group may disassociate for any reason. All branded materials are copyrighted property of parents' rights in education and vice versa. If Pre discovers our policy positions are compromised by an affiliate chapter, we can disassociate with them. This policy is clearly stated in the chapter affiliation agreement available on the PRE website. So the bottom line for all groups working together is they all have to agree to do so. It seems so obvious, but cannot be assumed. It cannot work for one group to assume the other is in agreement unless there is mutual understanding. <laughs> that's almost laughable, but we've learned through our experience that that's not the case. We work with many groups nationwide, and we share mutual respect and cooperation. Thanks for joining me. This is Parents' Rights Now. Please consider sharing this podcast link with your friends. You can just send a link to the website where we produce the podcast and they can see the list of all of the different podcasts that we have available. You can listen to any of them at any time. Oh, and one last thing. Would you be willing to support us financially? We are 501c3 tax deductible nonprofit organization. And that means that you can take a tax deduction for any amount you give. I encourage you to join the 12 by 12 club. That's $12 a month for 12 months. If you do that, you will receive a complimentary parent guide as long as supplies last. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org and click on the donate button. Thanks so much for joining us and helping us do what we do here. This is Suzanne Gallagher and this is Parents' Rights Now.